This is the Grow Business Podcast with Corey Mosley. Oh, I think we're this is the real one. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. get yourself together, LG. You got to call. Me, you got to call Doug Burke. Eating yeah. chips and stuff before the before the podcast. That's amateur hour, sir. That's, That's like, amateur hour. That's what I get. You don't like have a whole Chick Fil A sandwich like I did right before. And <laughs> Your boy was hungry. Let me yeah. tell you that. Let me tell you that. I, it's been a long. Uh, I believe it. It's been a long day. I I wonder. I, I'll have to find out if people if they can tell there's an energy level. I mean, I'm always trying to be at 110, right. but like, right. I wonder. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to email me. Like, was that an end of the day recording, <laughs> right. or is that a 9 a.m. bright eyed and bushy tail <laughs> recording? Because there there shouldn't be a difference, but I'm mm. sure that there, there there possibly is, but. Lucky for you, I was able to eat quickly because I would have been, this would have been a hangry episode. Yeah, grumpy Gus. And my rants only get more potent <laughs> when I'm grumpy. <laughs> they get sharper, there is no doubt. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're welcome. just tuning in, you are at the right place. This is the Grow Business Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. Oh, I've got claps now. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, LG007. Lon Graham is here. It's good to see you, Corey. It's good to be here. What was it? What what? Voice of Reese. Ah, (laughs) there we go. And of course, we cannot forget in our studio, Willie H is here. Yeah, there we go. Willie H, fun fact, because I love creating names for people that stick. Okay. So like... I named my, I gave my wife a nickname years ago, and I gave that name to my family. So my family to this day still calls her by that nickname. Oh wow! Okay. Um, my my former creative director who worked for me for a number of years, I gave him a nickname. Okay. His family and children started calling him that. Uh, his name was Ron Stern. I named him Sterny. Okay. To this shout out to Ron Stern. Uh, uh, he listens to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> So so his wife started calling him Sterny and his kids started calling him Sterny oh, wow. and he hates I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so now we've made Willie H and Willie H told me the other day that his father, who is now a faithful listener of the oh. Grow Business Podcast, now called him up and screamed out, Willie H. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fantastic. I love that. Yeah. If you ever see us live anywhere, uh, and you see somebody filming me, that is probably Willie H. Right. Go up to him, say hello. Give him a Willie H. Willie Give him H. a Willie H. Hello. I would die. Oh, that's fantastic. For that. Absolutely. I would just die to see the first Willie H uh, <laughs> scream out here. I can't wait for it. Well, we've got another cool and exciting show. Fun show, as always. We want to edutain, right? We want you to be entertained. Uh, and we want to educate you as well. I'm still getting feedback uh, on the rant about... Uh, us going when we went when I went gangster and rolled up uh, on that on that freelancer uh, uh, the, the jersey the yeah, jersey yeah. move okay Lord yeah. have mercy <laughs> well oh hit it again you Lord got have mercy <laughs> I love it I love it all right so today we are talking about because LG 007 is always always in suspense you're getting lg007 more now too okay good. Our, our mutual Love friend it. mary foley business coach oh, awesome. superpower yeah. business coach podcaster shout out to mary foley shout our dear friend yep uh, she's shouting out LG007 oh, now awesome. i love it she that loves so it fantastic. so shout out to her but okay today 
So I know you're in suspense. He tried to do a little. He tried to do a little peeky poo uh, in the office before he came over here. Little, I, I like to. I keep the laptop low. I need one of those privacy screens that I put on, so you're not in there kind of peeking. But I thought it would be interesting today to talk about competitive advantages. Oh yeah, and talk about some strategies for business owners who want to outmarket, outsell, outservice. Okay. competitors absolutely uh, because it. so much now and we had a week we were doing some consultations and looking at some rebranding and some stuff for 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 a few clients and prospects and i started to just see these redundancies like the conversations i were having i was having over and over again was relative to okay because it was a lot of competitive analysis right? right it's like all right here's your competitor here's you now, what looks what's not right with this picture? Right, right. What's not good here? What are some right. what are some different dynamics? So I thought, you know, so many people live in this chasm of, oh, I just run my race, Corey. You know, the reason why horses wear blinders <laughs> is so they don't look at the other horse and they just run their race. And I don't. I'm not going to go a full. I don't want William to hit the full, <laughs> the, the full uh, uh, audio on Hold that. Hold on, Buckaroo. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. Hold that on, Buckaroo. A, Hold on, Buckaroo. As we tell my riding horses. Be, because not paying attention. I mean, like, I hate to beat the blockbuster Kodak. You know, I, I hate to retread that story so much, but right. like, not paying attention. <laughs> Right. Can can put you out of business in a lot of ways or put you behind the, behind the eight ball where you're now in reactive mode versus being in proactive mode. So I thought thinking about a couple things we're going to share. Uh, what's our magic number here? What's <laughs> what's the magic number that we say we could get through in well, we one through episode? Seven. Yeah. OK, so that's what that's what we're going to attempt. We're going to attempt seven today. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about? competitive advantages and, and kind of, I mean, you know, you've worked in these different sectors, medical, these different areas where, you know, you're not the only game in town. Right. Right. Um, what's been your thought about that? Well, I think competitive advantage is how it, it what's the, what's the saying in the sea of sameness? How do you keep from drowning? Mm. So the, uh, I, I think to your point, you have to understand what your competition is doing Yeah, and you have to understand how they exist in the same space that you do. Yeah. You want to lean into what you're doing, but if you're doing exactly the same thing that they are, right. Then the so, only option that your people have that your yeah. client has is to compete on price. And you're trying to do something to distinguish yourself. My buddy Paul says, if you compete on price, you die on price. You die by price. You can never right? be the lowest price because somebody will always go lower. Yeah. And, and I think what's interesting in that message there, right. Is, I want to know what's going on. That doesn't mean they're successful. Right. Like I see this with ads all the time, right? We'll look at the ad. Oh, well, this guy wrote the ad or whatever. Oh, maybe we should write it like that or, or should do that. Mm. I, I don't know what their return on ad spend is. Right. Like when I'm looking at it. So there's a, you can know what's going on or, or have an interest in understanding what your competitors are doing. That doesn't mean you're doing that to replicate, copy, borrow, lift, steal, whatever um, from them. But awareness is important, and then you can see your own path because, frankly, it's not on the list here, but it's popping in my head. Frankly, right now, so many businesses are thriving just being contrarian. Right. I, I saw an influencer 
who I know, who I know personally, have known for a number of years. He's big, big, big now. His latest video was the stupidest thing you could do is start a business. Mm, okay. Why you wouldn't just buy a business that's already cash flowing? Okay. It's much smarter than you trying to start from scratch. Okay. With with half of the time you don't even know what you're doing anyway. Right. So that's right. That's us. That's a showstopper in terms of. His goal of getting content right now, right. of course, it so happens is probably a course or webinar right. or something on how to buy a business or, right. or whatever. The, there's obviously some model there, right. but there was a reason for that. So even now today, you see that heavy in marketing, right? right. Oh, you must do a course. No, don't do a course. You right. must have a, a a website. You must have a video sales letter. No, you absolutely don't need a video right. sales. That's the dumbest thing to do. So there's right. there's a whole situation that's being created from an advantage point simply based on being contrary. Well, you're 100 percent right, and and it's the you know it's the news concept, right? If it bleeds, mm. it leads. They right. show that first because it creates an emotion and a negative right. emotion and fear and all that. Right. Well, if you start out with a blatant statement to say you should never start your own business, well, you're going to create an emotion because there's going to be people like, oh, I 100% agree with that. There's going right. to be people, like, you're crazy. Either way, you elicited an emotion and those people are going to get Attract, get attract. Attract more of the people who are of that philosophy, which right. allows you to now sell your product service. And I'm not saying that in any, any negative way. Um, if you're bringing the market will punish you or it will reward you. So if you're bringing value, then that's fine. Right. But you're also detracting the people who, you know, I, I learned through the pandemic and through our coaching program during the pandemic, there was just a pro, uh, there was a certain profile of business that I could help. And there was Mm. a profile that I couldn't. And, you know, you learn that through some repetition of saying, okay, great. Now, who is the ideal, who's the ideal person now? What is it? What is it revenue? Is it years in business? Is it the type of business sectors you're in? Which actually brings us to number one. Uh, Let's hear number one, because I, because what you just said is true, regardless of what business you're in, regardless of what you do, is the more you can, the more and better you can identify your ideal client, the more successful you're going to be, because that's who you're going to get more of. And I. I want to say something here that's very important because we, and I make sure we say this every episode. Right. We're not here to be gurus, right? Right. We're, we're practicing every day. We're trying stuff. Some stuff's right. working. We're making adjustments. Right. We're doing, we're, we're in, <laughs> we're in the mix, right? On, right. On, on a daily, on a daily basis. But you also don't need something groundbreaking or ground shaking to drive your growth. Correct. So number one is understand your target audience. Right. The simplicity of that statement is so plain, yet so many business owners get it wrong. Oh, Corey, well, of course, target audience. Yes, yes, yes. Do you, my friend Del Toro McNeil says, mm-hmm. you got to ask them, if you really want to know how someone's doing, you have to ask them twice. Okay. Because everyone's default is to tell you they're fine. Right. You know, hell, LG, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing all right. Good, good. Right. No, how you really doing? <laughs> it's right. that next step right. that creates the thought process and maybe gets you to go a little deeper. And it's the same thing here. When you say something like understanding your target audience. No, do you really? Is it who you not? Is it who they really? What do you know? Right. Age brackets. What, what uh, Male, female. 
What, what what do they buy? What do they shop? What are the other brands under the ecosystem? Right. What do you really know about that buyer? Well, and, and here's the challenge that people run into is there are so many people I can help that I want to help sure. them all. And the right. reality of it is, is you can't and stay in right. business because right. you can't get to all of them right. and you can't be the best at it for all of them. Right. So going back to your point, really understanding who your target client is, if you can define that, then you can narrow that lane mm. so that you can go directly for them and distinguish yourself in that market. And that's part of being able to distinguish yourself is knowing who you need to distinguish yourself for. Right. That's right. 100%. And I think, and You've got to get out of the interpretation of your lens. Right. Yeah. I did a, I did a, uh, I don't even know what I would call it. Cause it was, it was, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but um, it was the learner learning team for a fortune five, fortune 25, okay. fortune five, 20 uh, fortune 25 company um, two weeks ago. And it was their whole learning team. And we did a virtual and I, and I spoke um, for 15 minutes Right. Uh, on, a, on a topic. And one of the things I was talking about was lenses, the power of lenses. Oh, yeah. How no no matter how much, how much you and I may agree, we, we may agree on everything. Right. But I'll never see it as a white dude. Right. You'll never be able to see it like from my perspective, right? Correct. So no matter what, we always have to now realize that the lenses are different. So one of the things I see very often is the business owner looks through their lens right. to assess what they should do. Yeah. Oh, Corey, I don't think we should market for that many times a month. I wouldn't like that. Oh, Corey, I don't think we should, you know, we, we should go. We, I don't, I don't think we should send this kind of communication. I don't, I don't like those words. Right. I don't think we should. I don't think the website should look this way. I don't, it's not pretty enough. I think it should look, you know, night. I think it should look prettier. Right. Now you take on that license. Cause you say you're the business owner. But what I need you to do is ask yourself, are you the expert on the topic that you're commenting on? Ah, okay, good. I just made that up. That was good. That was strong right That's there. That's a good thing we're recording. I like that. <laughs> huh? I, I think that deserves something right there. I think, woo, when the church say amen, there you go. <laughs> there okay, go. be quicker, Willie. Willie, Willie H., are you awake? <laughs> Wake up, Willie H., Hit so, the buttons, William. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I love it. That one's I love on repeat. It. But I love this. And, uh, I'll say something. Thank God. Yeah, we record. But like, I'll do. I'll be in a coaching session, and somebody, I'll rattle off something. Like, right. oh, can you say that again? I'm like, <laughs> nope. You got to check the recording. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm 100 percent there with you on that. One. Okay. I, what did I say? But you go ahead. So, well, here's here's what you're talking about. The lens, right? And, yeah. And we're talking about business owners, and we're talking about leaders here. As a sales leader, I would have salespeople that wouldn't want to sell things because. Like, well, I'd never buy that. Well, it's right. not your money. Right. It's not your money. Right. So give the give your ideal client mm -hmm. the option to buy something that we've made for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So same thing, right? There's looking at it through your lens, and I call it perspective when I talk about leadership. It's perspective. Two people can look at the same thing. Right. Agree on what it is. Right. Agree on what it does and have very different perspectives on how far it can go. Right. And so same thing, Don't, as you're looking at it through your eyes, look at it through your client's eyes. And if you're not sure what your clients think, say, hey, what do you think about this? Right. Sure. Voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it right there. That's the voice of reason. I don't know if I, I some you know, I have so many great stories. Right. So 
So we had a client, and he said, um, car dealer. He said, Corey, I've got some extra money. I think I'm going to get iPads for the people uh, in our service department lounge. Okay. Me iPads. So I said, uh, great. I'll leave his name out. But I said, I said, name, great. Right. Is that what your customers want? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you have, you know, 100 repair orders a day. You have customers coming in every day, going through their lounge. You have 20,000 customers in your database. Why wouldn't we send a communication that says, hey, we're considering making some upgrades to our service lounge and service area to make it a more comfortable experience? Um, what are some, now whether get the top five things, whether give them multiple choice, right. or just ask, you know, what would be something that you would find most valuable as an amenity in the service lounge? Awesome. That email costs you nothing to send. Right. He said, I never thought about that. I said, you know, I'm sure Apple's not happy. I might have just, uh, you know, <laughs> no, co- cost them, you know, $20,000 or whatever right. in iPads. But that that moment, now here's a successful business. So, right. so like, you, this is the tricky part, is that really you got to just understand that you just might not know. There might be another perspective. And, you know, I'm coming off these conversations about the consulting world. I mean, obviously, I defend, I'm going to defend the consulting world and people who talk, you know, nonsense about that because that core idea of not being able to see the picture in the frame right right so the the ability to counsel him who's successful in his own right and has a great organization responsible for hundreds of employees but in that moment to work through that with him so that he makes a more efficient decision in his business right is significant yes And, and and here's the thing that we didn't say that is the underlying premise of this it was well intended. Right, he wanted correct. he wanted to, to do, do something, something for his customers. Good yes. yes. For his customers. Right. He That's just right. didn't know what it was. Right. And the two things that coaching and 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 consulting can do for you, they remove they give you a different perspective mm. and they remove emotion. Yes. Because emotion yeah. it's personal. I want to do something good. I want to do something good. Right. And and so I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Because it's going to be my idea. And it, like to your point that may not, it may be a great idea. It may not, but you don't know until you get somebody else to tell you that's buying Correct. And, and, you, and you deal, right? You deal in practicality right. of it. You know, does it make sense or not make sense? Many times it's not about the person's opinion. It's about, let, let me step into the shoes of the customer for right. a second, right? So, you know, that that's just one of those examples where, right, good intentions, but right. how, how does that translate? So that you're actually making the best decision. And, right. We did not end up doing iPads, uh, so that was an important distinction. That that wasn't right. we did, went through that exercise for free. Email was free, email was free, right. so it wasn't like you spent a bunch of money, gave people Amazon gift cards, had to bribe them to do it to just get the honest feedback, and and was able to now put that put those dollars into something that reflected what the customers wanted, not just what the smart people in the room sat around and thought would be a good idea, right? Because if he would have gone to his management team, they would have reinforced it. I'm gonna get some iPads. Oh yeah, people love the iPads, and right until they're stolen, right. until you're doing find my iPad everywhere, until they're dead. Right. And the customer can't use it because nobody charged the someone no one charged it or some kid dropped it. Right. And now it's cracked. So like then it becomes a big mess. Not thinking about that. You know what? Soda machine. 
They love that. <laughs> Everyone loves Coca Cola. All right, number two. <laughs> number two. Coke for $20, yeah, we need for, uh, <laughs> a potential sponsor. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> if it works for American Idol, it can work for the Grow Business Podcast. Right. 100%. All right, number two. So, so target really target on uh, really understanding right needs, preferences, pain points, not mm-hmm. just what you view it is, and you got to be careful because. What you think on the surface is not always the in detail. Mm. So Alan Weiss, who we've had, you know, who I've interviewed mm. known for some time, sure. has been a great mentor to me, you know, talks about the idea of Dyson vacuums or okay. Dyson as a company. He says Dyson's not a vacuum company or a hair crunch company. They're an air movement company. Oh, okay. Right? That's a, they right. So whether you're getting your hands, whether you're using their deal there. Or you are getting the blow dryer. Okay. Or the fan that, like, I mean, isn't that magical that the fan could just sit here and blow out all this air and it's not really, t- you don't feel it taking it in. I don't right. know. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nuance to really saying, okay, great. What was our customer, right? It's a premium customer. It's this, right. it's that. Um, so that's that point of going down deeper. And there's a lot of exercises that you can do with that and a lot of resources and people who specialize in helping you identify your target right. market and and make those tweaks and adjustments. You know, like, and we've talked about this before. We look at that here, like in our client base, like what do they do? What percentage are consultants? What percentage are B2B right. business owners, realtors? We look at that. Right. What's the age bracket? At least best guess. Right. Right. I mean, I'm going to eyeball you and then maybe come up with a number, right? We're <laughs> right. not going to ask you directly. A, we have a but range. Yeah. We have a range that, you know, <laughs> is, 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 is going to make sense. So, number one. Number two, again, we're not breaking ground here. What I want you to do is take action. Right. Number two is differentiating the brand. Okay. Consciously doing that. Okay. Right? Meaning setting down and going, okay, how do we clearly articulate what is setting us apart from competitors? Okay. Right? If they're zigging, how can we zag? What we can offer, you know, can we right. can we offer delivery because they don't? Right. Can we offer a money back guarantee because they don't? What can you do from a direct differentiation? And you can only solve for that if you actually know right. what your competitors are doing. Oh, well, Corey, I have no competitors. I no one competes with me. <laughs> That's just dumb. <laughs> I mean, unless you've got the unless you're the company that prints currency, like that provides the paper to the government, right? You've got right. no peer. Uh, there's probably not an RFP for that business every year. Right. Uh, if you're the paper printing company, but go ahead. Well, I, I mean, one, you got to know what you do well and understand what your clients, are, what your competitors are doing, and so figure out something that makes sense for you. But this goes back to your clients too. What would like what? Ask your clients why they choose you. Right. I mean, that goes back to the first example. Yep. Why did you choose to do business with us? Right. Well, you responded to my phone call. And people, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable asking them a lot of questions. Okay. I don't, you know, feel comfortable. I don't want to be pushy. Right. Those are the ones that are looking for a job. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you have to. If you don't know what your client, if you don't know why your clients right. are choosing you, and I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be sure dramatic. We're just like, why did you pick right. us? Why Correct. did you choose us? Correct. Coach, speaker, right. business owner. And we, I want to hear that 20 times and then see what the patterns are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 
ask the people who are spending the most money with you. Mm. And, the, and, and I'll hear people say, well, I don't want to pester them. Well, they want to work with you and they right. continue to choose to work with you. Here's how you not pester, pester them. You make it part of your process. Right. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. So if you're scrambling to do all this later, six months later, you're asking them, why did you choose right. to work with us? Right. Right. Make it part of your, make it part of that process. Right. Post deal. Yeah. Hey, so excited to be working with you now. Just curious. What were the main factors that made you choose us? Right. Oh, you know, I, 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 I thought you were competent. I saw, I, I researched you. I, I, I went on social media or I looked, I've been following you for a while. Like, well, I'll get that. Right. Right. I'll get, oh, I've been following your stuff for, for years. And that makes it so much easier to do business. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, new customer, you know, then, then, oh, let's set up a zoom and let me walk you through everything. <laughs> and you know, what do you think? And let me check with my husband. Let me check with my wife. Let me, you know, pray on it, sleep on it, throw it against the wall. Like, and, and now you're just in that classic thing. So to have the power to go, Hey, I have been, I'll give you the example. The guy I was talking about in the mm -hmm. example about the iPads, right? We started doing business because he bought the recordings of a convention. He oh, couldn't wow. make the convention. Okay. He purchased the recordings. He heard my keynote presentation oh, wow. on audio. And after that hour said, this guy sounds like he might be able to help us. Right. Now I got to do my job and engage, be consultative, close the deal and do business. Right. And we did business for four years. Okay. A four month contract was a four, became a four year engagement and, and, and friendship. He's actually a testimonial on, uh, on Corey as well. But oh, fantastic. Um, that's, that's important. Yeah. It's very important. So differentiating that brand intentionally going after ways to do it. Right. And, and, and be clear That's about the it. key. Well, intentionally and be clear about it. You know, we talk about clear and cute, right? Mm -hmm. Be yes. clear about it. Make yes. it easy, make it easy to reproduce, make it easy to be right. a part of your process, make it easier for your clients to understand it. Right. And, you know, I've been guilty of trying to get clever sometimes in messaging and always comes back to the line, just, you know, tighten it up a little bit, narrow yeah. your lane a little bit. Is that the stage horse? I remember I think I think we were ha I think that was a uh, whiskey night or bourbon night was, yeah. and you were trying to explain it to me and I just had a look that I was trying to understand <laughs> kind of like how my uh, Brussels Griffon looks at me sometimes right. when I'm giving her commands and she's kind of wondering what's right. going on and I'm like you know, I'm like, Lon, if I had, I remember having this guy, I'm like, if I had 30 minutes right. for you to explain to me, I would get it. <laughs> but yeah, it's too clever. You're it's like, too, it sounds the like world's a good not idea, ready sure. yet, Lon. <laughs> the world's not ready yet for this. <laughs> that's a, that's, that is that is an example that I am talking about. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. And you learned from it, I right? Did. So exactly. Yeah. That was a, and then, but, but you came to, then you created that concept that I really like about the heart and the. And oh, the, thank you. Yeah. So. That's what came from that, right. right? Dusting, closing that door and opening a new door, right? Exactly. All right. So, uh, number three, <laughs> we shoot for seven. <laughs> All right. Number three, provide exceptional customer service. Okay. Now, Corey, not groundbreaking. Right. And I love to point that out because I want to tell you that up front. Right. But here's what I know I know you don't execute on it. Right. I know people are going to voicemail when they're calling your organization instead of having you answer the phone, unless your organization's set up that way. Right. Like, I mean, we're not set up for live telephone calls. So right. if you call our office, 
you're getting a voicemail. But what you're not going to get is seven rings. It's, right. it's going right to the voicemail. Right, exactly. Because that's how we need to communicate and, and run our schedule. Right. But it's not going to ring six times, meaning right. no one's there paying attention, right? And then and it's going away. Uh, not responding to people. Right. Leads come in three, four days to respond to the leads or to get back to somebody or to not stand behind your product or right. to, to argue in a restaurant. There's nothing wrong with the food. What's wrong with it? <laughs> well, it was a little too salty for me. It's not too salty. Right. So you say intellectually, if I ask the business owner, how's your customer service? They're going to tell me, great. Right. No one's going to go, you know what? We pride ourselves on crappy customer service. <laughs> if we can't piss you off, then we haven't succeeded. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the scary part about the surface statement, right? right? Understand your customers. Oh, I know who my customers are. Do you really? differentiating your brand. Oh, you know, we're different. I'm the secret sauce in my organization. Okay. Going to need to go a little deeper in that. <laughs> right? They don't have me. Okay. Going right. to need a little something more than that. So provide exceptional customer service. And one of the best ways to do that is to look at the customer service touch points in your organization. When does customer service become a factor, right? When does that experience start? Okay. Yeah. You know? Go ahead. Well, and one of the things I was going to say is, is it's not real complicated. It's 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 not hard to it's not hard to do it. I mean, it's hard to do because you make it hard to do. Right. One of the best ways that customers feel like you care about them is to tell them what to expect and then deliver on it. Right. And that's really it. That's the level that you. If you could do that, you're better than probably seventy five percent of the of the businesses out there. Yeah. Just tell them what's tell them what to expect. Okay, we congratulations. We just signed a contract. Here's what happens next. Right, and then execute on it. And then we'll tell you, when you do that, okay, here's what happens next. And that's part of what ha what we business owners and leaders forget to do is is tell them what to expect next. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, good, we're doing business mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell them what to expect. If you, you you know you spend a lot of time in the car business, the best service departments will tell you. Here's what you're gonna. Here's when you're gonna hear from me, and then they call you or tell you or here's what text here's now, what right? Text, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. But there's a form of communication. But when you sign that paper and authorize the work mm -hmm. or sign the iPad, whatever it is, they say, okay, this is what happens next. So you know, and then right. and you hear from them. The ones that are good at it, you hear from them. The ones that aren't, well, you got to call them at the end of the day. Right. So it's it's really it can be more more in depth than that, and it can be more extravagant than that. But at the very basic level, it doesn't have to be. Right. Just say, here's what you can expect, and then do it. 100%. Number four, competitive pricing and value. So what I find so interesting is that you have these scenarios, right, when we, when we approach pricing. I mean, a lot of people... A lot of people make pricing up, mm -hmm. right? There's not necessarily a baseline unless you're in manufacturing or something where you're dealing with hard cogs, right? Right, connected to everything, right? The bolts right. and the screws and the molding, right. like down to that. But specifically, we have more people on the professional services side, correct? Right. As as viewers and B two B in that in that regard, so right. you're kind of assessing what that time value continuum is, and right. you know, one of the things I think people don't realize is some people price themselves out of the market. Okay. Now, if you can't find the market, then you need to make that adjustment. Maybe mm -hmm. you're not as premium as you believe you are. Mm -hmm. 
We talk a lot about underpricing. There is a such a thing. There is such a thing as overpricing. Also, that's true, right? A lot right. of people charge too little for what they do, right? But there's the other side of that. If you're getting, if your closing rate is is tanking, right, right, it may be relative. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, right, from a skill level, presentation level, but it could be related to you pricing yourself out of the market. So really understanding what the market is bearing, and and then. Once you have that confidence, right. then you commit to holding your ground, right? Don't right. devalue your product once you know you have really priced right. the product and service in line with, with the value in the market. Right. Well, it goes, you know, you've used an example in a previous podcast episode where you talked about you were talking with, with a potential client and you told them what your rate was, your, mm-hmm. what your fee was. Oh, yeah. And they Lou, said, I get, could get I get Lou Holtz for that. Right. Okay. But Lou Holtz isn't in the lane that I'm in. Right. Like his expertise is somewhere else. Right. So just because he's a bigger name doesn't mean he's a more value to that market. Correct. Which is the point that you're making is, is more people undervalue themselves than overvalue, but there is a more, a place where people overvalue themselves and they start to lose ground because of that. Or, Or your market just doesn't support that. Right. Or right. Just, right. They don't do. They don't. They don't do that in your market. Right. right. You know. So I, we we just don't pay that. We don't have those right. rates. We don't have that level. We don't have that money. Depending on the sector and, and business sector they're in, right. uh, it's you know it's important to be mindful of that. Also, though, not devaluing, which I said, but I want to go a step further because the context here is not trying to justify. Mm. Oh, well, you know what? We use a premium silicone um, that's on here that's different than our competitors, and we do this and we do that, right. trying to justify your pricing. Now, if you mm. find yourself doing that, then potentially you have not brought enough value, right. have not shared enough benefits or features uh, to create that value there. But don't backtrack. But you get the price right then defend it. Not such to defend because that makes selling saying justify. Stay in your ground when you right. know you have done it. Now you just pulled it out of thin air, right? And you're getting pushback. Well, that's a sign, right? Well, one of the things too that I've learned in in doing some coaching with with other people is when you start defending your price, mm. you're not defending it to your client. Sure. You end up defending it to yourself. Mm. You're like, oh, this this well, here's like here's why I should be charging this. But you're talking yourself into it, not right. them. And right. the deeper you go into that hole, the more it's for you than it is for your for the potential client. Mm-hmm. So to your point, establish a price point that you're willing to go in with. Right. And make that your presentation. This is what we do. Or if you want mm-hmm. to have some flexibility in your pricing. Say here are two or three options max, and you can choose one of these three. And right. if this is where your budget is, here's what I can provide for that. Right. That's a way to not have to defend it is to provide some pricing options. But to your Good, point, better best. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But to your point, though, is know what you're going in with and then be strong with it. Right. Number five. <laughs> we'll get there. Number five. We're rolling. I like our chances. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Um, so this is attitude, right? Five mm-hmm. pillars, mindset. Right. 
Embracing innovation and continuous improvement. Okay. We've, you've heard me talk before. And, you know, when we share things with you in different ways that, that have similarity, there's power in redundancy. Because what is it? You, you, you don't get it the first time. Sometimes yeah. you don't get it the second time. So, I mean, you don't, you don't. So there's power in that redundancy. So coming from another way, calling it something else, right. putting the medicine inside the, 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 the donut. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, in a lot of different right. ways, right? It's the goal here. So I want to embrace innovation and continuous improvement, right? The key to having to actually staying ahead of the curve is to be conscious about that. Yes. So if that product or service has not been improved, we talk right. about this with websites all the time. We'll talk to three people this week. <laughs> hey, when's the last time, you know, this website has been substantially updated? Right. Uh, I don't know, four or five years ago. Let me ask you a question. Is the market the same as it was four or five years ago? Right. Because you just told me sales are down. Right. So so something's happening there. Right. right now, is it 100% the website? No. It may not be the problem, but it's a problem. Right. And a problem here and a problem there creates massive problems. Right. And that's brand erosion. That's revenue erosion. So putting yourself in the active mode what could be we what could be be modernizing right that's my word that's going to be one of my words for 2024 it's a good word modernizing it's a good word we're not saying particularly for business owners who have been in business for, you know they beat the numbers right they beat right. the 5 year number they beat the 10 year number and right. and they're and they're in that those are the most dangerous places Right, because you could you could in you've got more resources than the average Joe, but you've got some people out there that are focused or on on eating your lunch. Mm. Yeah, and they're, all they're going to do is look at all the things you do wrong, or the gaps or opportunities that you create, and they're going to go fill that. Right, right. You don't call people back, so if I get really good, right, I've got. Call forwarding. I've got an answering. I invest in an answering service. Right. Just something as simple as that. Because I've read 300 of your reviews and 100 people talk about how you don't return phone calls. Right. So strategically, I'm going to focus on that. And I might even put that in my messages. Yeah. Right? Tried another, insert the blank, exterminator, plumber, landscaper, whatever, not taking your calls. We guarantee, we answer, you know, whatever. Right. But I'm going to just, and I'm going to pick away, pick away at that. Right. And find something they don't do that you can add on. I mean, we've done it here on the on the video production side and the thought leadership side, right? By adding some of the things that we're doing post production, right? With the social media and the clips, and that was clients right. coming back and going, "Great, I've got this great asset. I need a little more help to know what to do with it, right. or how do I?" You know, I got to go on Fiverr. Yeah, you can go on Fiverr and get somebody to chop right. that up. Well, great. Let us internalize it. Put it in the value proposition. Right. No one is going to call our, no no one will call our offices and go, oh, I've got a company down the road that's going to do all, that, that. that's yeah. just not happening right. in the near future. That's right. Um, from a value proposition and, 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 and what you get and, and that message. So you got to be paying attention to do that. And that's the most important thing, not, not that you need to go buy a new CRM. You got to know go buy a website. You may need right. to do all that, but you got to pay attention right. to that. Well, and 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 it can be adding one thing at a time, right? And get good at that. Sure, 
It doesn't have to be adding 17 things. That's right. Like you said, okay, this great product here, you know, great video interview, product itself, the studio's amazing. Okay, and then the people that are experts that are that, that are clients that are getting interviewed, what they're saying is, is that's great. I have this great asset. Now, how do I promote it? Right. And so, like you said, okay, well, here, I'll tell you what, we do this for ourselves. Let's right. do it for you too. Let's, right. let's bring it into a package. And what that does is it goes back to the value proposition. We talked about good, better, best, right? Mm -hmm. You can create packages that allow you to justify your pricing and distinguish yourself from the other, from the competition at the same time. 100%. I like it. Number six, we're almost there. We're rolling. Yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there. Efficiency <laughs> is the word of the day. All right. All right. Number six, multi-channel. Okay. Multi-channel marketing. We've got so many people who are, oh, Corey, you know, we send out our emails. Oh, Corey, we're, you know, we're, we're doing some advertising. We're not on social media. Or we keep kicking social media down the, 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 the corner. Right. Some of these budget decisions are such killer right. to people's growth. And this idea that you can get explosive growth by being on the choo-choo train <laughs> instead of the Excella. <laughs> Don't know why I thought of that analogy. <laughs> the little choo-choo hood. Yeah, Tom is the choo-choo train, right? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Like well, it's like that conversation. I'm like, why? Why don't we have high speed rail? Right. Why can you go across, you know, Europe and you can do all that at, at blazing speed? Why can't we figure that? I I feel like we could. I'm. It's giving me Atlas shrugged uh, and ran uh, uh, moments. Okay. Where all the people, you know, who is John Galt? Right. Uh, for people who know what I'm talking about out there, but multi channel marketing. This goes back to the point we said. This is not about where you are. I don't care if you don't use TikTok personally. Right. That has nothing to do with where your potential. Now, if you don't know your customer, right. That's the easy way to make those mistakes because you don't really know your customer or where your customer is. But guess what? My mother's on TikTok. <laughs> so when you were saying it was a demographic for 13 to 18, you're wrong. My mother's on TikTok, and I can attest, attest. As someone who looks at her credit card statement every month, <laughs> that TikTok shops work. Oh, I believe it. She's got tea kettles and and all kinds of things. I can't right. tell what they are, but I can see TikTok shop. Right. So that 78-year-old woman is TikTok. Okay. So if you think you can't sell your whatever there or you're ignoring that, you're missing the boat. Right. Utilize multi-channel multi multi-channel marketing. Right. Well, Where else can you go? Well, I think I think the challenge that especially small business owners mm. and independent, you know, solopreneurs want to call them that. Uh, I think they have this all-or-nothing mentality. If I can't do it all, right, I'm going to do nothing. And one of the challenges with that is if you don't do anything, you're not going anywhere. Or you set it and forget it. Or you, or you set you it stay and so it. deep in one channel that you don't even pay attention. Right. But TV had a great way of 
convincing you to do that. Right. Well, that was you know, yeah, TV. Bro. They're all they're they're seeing. We got one million eyeballs from Arbitron, and it says that <laughs> Nielsen says right. that we get all these numbers, and that must be the impact. Right. Well, and, and the the key to it is is pick one. Again, going back to knowing your ideal clients. Yep. Start with the one that they're on the most, and then go there, and then get good at that and add one, or hire somebody who's great at it, and let them do it right. for you, and, and work with them to provide the content. Right. This, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to rethink. You got to rethink the investment. Right. We don't, and, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't need anybody going into bankruptcy or, or or doing anything like that from the standpoint of over investing. But there is such thing as too conservative in terms of the efforts. Right. We hear all these stories that many of us would not want to duplicate. Right. We hear about you know the FedEx guy going bankrupt seven times before starting. Like I, I don't even know if that's. I don't even know if that's possible today, right. at least to do that. But like nobody wants to go through that actual pain, right. pain of doing that. But you also don't get to have a hundred billion dollar company or whatever their right. value. Like it, it, it's a ebb and is a yin and yang to this right. stuff. So when I hear business owners tell me they're stuck or stalling, they're stuck at some pace, um, I go, you know, where are you investing? Where, what are you putting money right. into? Where are you? Oh, you know, pulling back, pulling back from this, pulling back from that. I'm like, well, based on your revenue, you know. This percentage should be going to advertising. Right. You should be spending $150,000 based on your revenue on advertising. Oh, oh. No, I don't I would spend anywhere near that. Okay. So there's a like what do you want to have happen here, sir? Right. Or oh, ma'am. Well, you know, there's I want it to be raining leads for $2. <laughs> it's just do. not it's that's, just not reasonable. Right. That's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't happen. The you know, the the reality of it is is nothing speaks for itself. Right. So you've got to create awareness and whether, and people are like, oh, I don't want to, whatever. I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. If you don't create awareness in new markets, right? if you don't create awareness in new eyeballs, we talk about the Grow Business Podcast. That's right. In order to grow, you've got to get new people to see what you're doing and get involved with it and pay for it. Right. In order Voice to do that. of reason. <laughs> <laughs> in order to do that, You've got to create a way to get to them and get to their eyeballs. So right. you're 100% right. Well, I always love when you <laughs> You know I always love when you're in like that. My, my mic, I don't like what's happening with my mic stand here. All right. So we made it. We did. We made it to seven. We did. Ha! Thought we were going to have to do a part two. Well, we can, but I don't yeah, think we of course. need to. All right. So and part of that multi-channel is is reevaluating channels too, right? So right. not being afraid to do that, put those things on the table because a lot of things we used to have a client back to automotive, and we were asked, "How did you hear about us? You know, how did you hear about the dealership? Oh, radio." Because Corey hadn't been on the radio in nine months, <laughs> right? So so there's just a, there's sometimes a false sense. So you know, mm-hmm. certainly things that we can do that are trackable in the digital world, right? right? Where you literally can watch somebody go from, you know, eyeball to conversion to where they went to look at their whole journey, you right. know, becomes highly valuable in an area for people, uh, particularly people who've been around a long time who've, who've just shied away or had some bad experiences. I understand you might have worked with a bad vendor, bad provider, bad, or, you know, the wrong freelancer, right. as we've talked about. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean we, you know, that doesn't mean you give up. Right. You just need to come at it a different way. All right. Number seven. Looking back, well, technical, the technical statement is build strong relationships and loyalty. Okay. 
right? So much business, things we know, it costs significantly less to acquire a repeat or referral customer than right. it does a new customer. Right. I have to tell you, I, I, there's so many services I've done or, or worked with or companies I've done business with that never reach out. Right. They're not checking in. Right. The electrician, the plumber, the H. Now, the big boys do. Yeah. Right? right. The big boys will send you some stuff. But like the person I actually did business with. Didn't send me anything. Didn't offer me a maintenance contract. Hasn't ha- hasn't reached out. Have, we haven't seen you in a while. And there's system. And this is what I mean. You have to be open because it's not the, like the stuff didn't doesn't exist. Right. This isn't. I remember having to do. I remember we were lucky. We were still e-faxing. Uh, we were promoting our workshops, our, right. our our sales workshop. We would use e-fax, upload the list, and right. have it crank out. You barely had email. Because the problem was everyone didn't have email addresses. Right. So even if you had your constant contact account, which we had, you you so you were just starting to do that. But we were sending e-fax. We were sending mail. Right. I couldn't build a campaign like I could now and say, I want to target all realtors in 20-mile radius to do a realtor sales training class. Right. And be up and running right. in 10 minutes. Right. It, it wouldn't take very long. Yeah. You know what you have to do? So- these things exist to execute. Right. To have loyalty programs. Right. And hello, I'm not talking about punch cards, <laughs> you old school restaurants. Right. Dude, I don't have time to carry around a punch card. Right. Most people, people are carrying their phones with their debit card and credit card slapped here. Right. You think I got time for the Slosky's Jelly <laughs> uh, punch card? <laughs> No, you didn't pull a slot. Why is that dangerous? It's dangerous because if I ask the Slotsky's guy, he'll tell me they have a loyalty program. Oh, Corey, that's that's not new. We've had a loyalty program for 10 years. Yeah. That's just dumb. (laughs) The the problem is you've got it on a punch card. Right. And I got to count. I got to bring the punch card and wait till I get enough. Dude, it's 2024. Stop. Right. My friend Mark Tewitt would say he had a a show. He He said, stop it. The moment <laughs> you get to that segment of the show, they just say, stop it. Right. So that's my point. You've got it. Modernize that. Get it right. digital. Get it on text messaging. Because you know what? If my loyalty program was on text message and my restaurant was light on um, reservations today, right. I could go on that system and offer 15% off for anybody who comes to dine in tonight. Right. I, I can't do anything with that punch card. No, you have no access. But hope I have. I've got and and then I've got punch cards that I'm piecing together because right. right, I lost. I don't know where the other one is. I don't right. know where the other one. There's Mexican restaurant we go to. Give me punch cards. Like, dude, what do you want me to do with that? Right. I'm gonna bring in nine punch cards to get my free taco. Right. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so I, I just th- this is the killer stuff. Like this is because this is simple, right. but somebody wants to take easy. Right. Oh, it's a loyalty program works. You don't know how well it's not working. Right. Because you haven't modernized it. Well, and my dentist, who is amazing, oh, and my dentist, friend of mine, too. Market I've ever seen. He, his practice will send me, if I haven't had an appointment in a while, no question. 
I get a text, hey, we had a plate, we had something open up yep, next 11 week. Yep. Eleven o'clock, can yep. you make it? We love to get you in because yep. it's been a while. Yeah. And and I get that. My dentist isn't letting you leave until you schedule the next well, cleaning. Normally I do. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, say I yeah, had to cancel yeah, one because yeah, sure, I was traveling sure. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get another month without beyond that. Like, right. okay, let's get you. Can we schedule you now? Nope. Okay, well, we'll keep you updated. Right. We'll and 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 I would get, you know, if it if it goes for a couple months, I'll sure. get regularly. And that's all systems. That's not right. Right. That's that. That's a, the systems will do that for you. Right. But you have to invest in the systems. Install the systems. Set the systems up. Follow the systems. Right. <laughs> Here's the other thing, and we're going to bring this. We're going to bring this loyalty program, systems program, together with the very first thing we talked about: yeah. knowing your ideal client. Sure. People know people like them. Mm. So your ideal client knows a lot of other people sure. that are your ideal client. You know how many consultants we've had come through right. because we've had consultants on. I mean, so like, right. yeah. So they will talk to each other. Sure. They spend time together. 100%. Hey, I saw you did that. That was great. Oh yeah. They were great to work with. You should go talk to them. Right. It's, and it be, that becomes part of your referral base right. and they become part of your sales force. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> rant over. Rant. <laughs> yeah, that's rant, one. Rant over. But, yeah. I mean, that's just the reality. I mean, so for me, because I'll get no show. Oh, Corey, you really, I'm just so pa- it's, it's passionate about right. it. Because we're all out here trying to thrive. Right. Some survive, some thrive, some, some whatever. And most of I have not, I can't think, and I'm I'm saying I'm trying to think about it as I say it. I can't think of a, a true business owner I've engaged with or talked to that I didn't think genuinely like they weren't scammers or charlatans or right. you know, no no one and no one comes to my ecosystem that way. Like, right. oh, you know, I really like to get over on a few people. Right. So so ninety-five percent of the people that I interact with or know or or in the ecosystem are like they want to have happy customers. Right. They they want to do well, take care of their family. They want to have a good business and do right. good business, be good stewards, you know, make money, earn a living. Right. So I'm so passionate about it because I said this to somebody the other day, you know, we were talking about, we presented a proposal um, and, you know, when is it ever less than what they want to pay, right? right. It's always more than what they want to pay. Right. And I said, Let's not have a conversation about um, removing stuff. Let's have a conversation about how you can afford it. Right. Right. Not so. Let's let's look at if we can get creative that way. Right. Because not doing right is much more painful financially. Right. In the long run. Well, so so over a few dollars or over over that type that 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 type of thing. Um, go ahead. Well, the the reality of it is this, is that in any business, if you want to stay in business, you've got to generate revenue. Sure. And so what are the things that you're doing to generate revenue? Right. Right. That's simple. Well, but Corey, you know, it's been, it's, it's worked for us in the past. Great. Did you, I'm sorry. You just told me you didn't have a record year. <laughs> right. So, and listen, being open-minded at all that, all of that has tremendous value in the grand scheme of things. And that's another episode. Right. Um, but folks, that's it. Get a competitive advantage. Right. Go out there and, and 
outfox, outmaneuver. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of being able to put something in a deal or come at something from another perspective that someone else didn't or another provider didn't. Right. That is, uh, I like that. It's a win. (laughs) Yeah. That's a win. And we want you to have wins and we want you to continue to win and we want you to do what the namesake of the show is. We want you to continue to grow. And I want to thank you. Yeah. We always want to thank everybody. And we want to thank you for your listenership, your viewership. If you're streaming this on, on CoreyMuzz.com or you watch this on YouTube, we're building. We've just set up our own. We've set up a separate YouTube channel uh, for, for the Grow Business Podcast now. Fantastic. So you can find it there if you, uh, I don't know, if you, you want to see what, you know, Lon and I are wearing. <laughs> if you're interested in what we're wearing, uh, you can uh, check us out on, on the YouTube uh, as well. If you what hairstyle we're rocking the latest hairstyles we may be rocking. If you want to find out who our hairdressers are. Yeah, you want to find out <laughs> want to find out how Lon looks in green. Lon have mercy. <laughs> exactly. You can do that. But we really appreciate your viewership. We've got uh I mean we've got some great Google ratings. We're five stars on Google. We've got some great ratings. Uh Spotify. Uh, I did learn that Radio Republic is going on a business apparently. So oh, okay. we won't be on that platform, I guess, once they shut down, I think in March, unfortunately. Um, again, always sad to see, you know, the idea, you know, you had a great idea. Um, they probably raised millions and millions of dollars, had investors, all that stuff. Um, but we are streaming on all the services that, that you love and can find. And listen, if you like something that you're hearing, please share it, you know, share with other business owners, share with other like-minded colleagues. Like Lon said, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Those ideal clients know other people like them. So we encourage you to continue to do that. We thank you uh, for your viewership. And we're going to get out of here. Who are you, man? Lon Graham. <laughs> Lon Graham. <laughs> LG007. I'm Corey Mosley, and we've got Willie H. here also. We are signing off. This has been another episode of the Grow Business Podcast. I think I said I was Corey Mosley already, but just again, in case you were wondering. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. I think seven's a good number. Seven, yeah, that's yeah. all right. Because <laughs> yeah, I think if we work more than that, we end up. Yeah, we end up. We're cutting yeah. short. Or yep. We're trying to rush it to the end. Or something.